What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 98.1, and we are continuing our playthrough of Sunset Overdrive. Today I have with me Anthony. Hello. And so, yeah, more Sunset Overdrive. Uh, I, For the record, I purchased a Xbox Series X. Holy crap, does that game look amazing in 4K HDR? I wouldn't know. I, uh, uh, I loaded it up uh, yesterday. Uh, in fact, that was the first game I ever played on my Xbox Series X. Uh, and uh, at first I was like, hmm, loads a lot faster, but it looks kind of the same. Uh, after about two hours of messing around with my Series X, I went to the settings and said, oh, you're not playing in HDR. I was like, what? So then I texted Ken and said, what the hell's up with this? And uh, apparently uh, my Samsung TV requires me to designate an HDMI port to play in HDR, which I did not know. So, mm. yep, the more you know. But yeah, um, gosh, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, uh, last thing we left off was we were going to go meet with Walter. Uh, he uh, found out that we were helping repair his helicopter slash glider thing. And um, he was happy we about making, it. We were making a propeller. Yes. Well, technically, we left nerds in charge, but whatever. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, after uh, getting it all ready, uh, it's time to uh, to blow this popsicle joint. Um, so we jump into the glider, and we begin a flying mission. Um during this mission, we're supposed to be chasing down a Fizco, I'm guessing, blimp. blimp? Yeah. yeah. Um, that uh, is jamming transmissions? Is that what's going on? Dude, I don't remember. can't it's, remember. Yeah, it's a Fizco blimp. And in this game, it's just basically like, is it Fizco? Shoot it. Cool. Yeah, shoot it. And so we're shooting rockets at it and trying to avoid its... Uh, Minds that it sends out. Um, uh, but after taking out the uh, the blimp, we then are uh, trying to escape. So as we're flying uh, to the uh, the edge of the city, um, Walter notices that um, there's a bird flying in the same direction. And it hits what looks like an invisible barrier, some type of force field, and uh, falls down. And they're like, oh, crap. We need to get off of this thing right now. Uh, what? Why? Yeah. Out the fucking plane, he pushes you. He pushes you out of the plane, and it crashes, and he f is presumed dead. Yeah, I, I'm assuming he comes back. I, I don't know. I, I I never got that far in the game, but yeah, uh, I have no idea. I, I as of right now, we have a small memorial service for Walter back at the brewery, and we're like, great. So uh, there's a force field around the city, not letting anybody escape. Fizco is obviously behind that, so uh, we need to figure out a way to get out of here. Um. At this point, we have to do another night cook, right? 
Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Or we may have done the night cook and then did this mission. I think that's what we did. I could be wrong. I can't remember. But regardless, um, we're trying to figure out how to either escape the city or at least survive the city for long enough. Well, it just so happens, uh, Floyd knows of the best survivalists in town. And that is a troop master by the name of Brill Cream. Awful name. Yeah. And uh, he says, yeah, you got to go find him. Last we heard that they were held up in a Japanese museum uh, with the rest of his uh, troop. Now, these are not Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. This is like Eagle Scouts, I guess. Fuck if I know. These are these are adult scouts. Yeah. Um, and uh, they take their job very seriously. Uh, so we travel. A bunch of fucking nerds is what they are. Well, it, it seems like everybody in this is nerds. Yeah, you're the only character that's not a complete idiot. Yeah. yeah. A bit between the main character and Floyd, those seem like the only... Floyd, and then I mean the su- supplementary like shop characters that have very little actual characterization. The uh, 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 two-hat Jack, is that his name? Two-hat, something like that, yeah. Yeah, he wears two hats. Uh, but uh, two-hat Jack, um, that dude, like, there's a mission later on um, where he just like straight up murders people. Cool. Um, no, you hear it. You've done the mission. It's whenever you're looking for the, the, uh, trying to triangulate the coordinates by listening in. Trying to triangulate the coordinates by listening in. When you're trying to find Brill Cream. Uh, okay. It's an optional thing, but we'll get to it in a minute. So yeah, uh, we run into, we go to Little Tokyo and go to this Japanese museum. Uh, the troop is uh, not actually ran by Bill Brill Cream anymore. It's ran by another guy. I can't remember what his name is. Norton? Yeah, Norton. Yeah. And um, he's being very shady about the whereabouts of Brill Cream. Uh, and everybody's just kind of blindly following him now. Yeah. Uh, except for one person, and that is a uh, young woman named For Kim. Yeah. Wonder what that could mean. Wonder what that's a parody of. Am I missing the joke? I'm assuming it's a parody of 4chan. Oh. I, maybe. I, I, it it sounds like fuck him. Fork him. Fork him. Fork him. It could be. Oh, her, her, I see. I looked it up just to see what the fuck is with the name. Her name is Kim 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 Kim. Seriously? It's Kim Kim, as you'd expect spelled, then K-Y-M hyphen K-I-K-Y-M hyphen K-I-M. So it's four Kims. Yep. Got Mario and Mario and then Luigi Mario. Yeah, the Mario brothers. Yep. Ha ha. Oh, fun fact. The voice actress, Tara Platt, um, is married to Yuri Lowenthal, the 
male main character. Main character. Okay. Well, there you go. I. <laughs> it's just interesting seeing like how many of these actors. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that one too. Um, it's just kind of humorous to me. I don't know. It's not like that funny, but it's kind of funny to me. I got, I got a good amount of well-known voice actors in this. She's, she's also in Spider-Man, the game. As who? Yuri Watanabe. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Who's like, uh, the, um, detective or whatever. Uh, sorry, captain, police captain. Gotcha. So, um, as it was with the uh, rich college students, we have to do missions for the troop. Um, and uh, our main objective is to try and find Brill Cream. Uh, they said he went off to get supplies and never returned. So, I am really muddy on the first few missions uh, for the troop. Um, they send you on the death run to shoot down the transponders or whatever it is. And that is the climb up the tower and you shoot a transponder or whatever. And then it falls, uh, part of the building falls down. You climb up that, you jump up that part and then you are like, shoot, you shoot the other one. But then there's a bunch of, uh, uh, OD that are climbing up at the same time, and then you get up to the third level, and it cutscene plays. Boss and it's fight. the first bias fight. Yeah, where we have to to kill Fizzy, the the Fizzco. I thought we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> so I found he this. The lasers from his eyes. Yeah, and and rockets and stuff. Uh, he has this really high pitched. Uh, sounding voice and it sounds really friendly you should drink overdrive or uh whatever it's called overcharge overcharge yeah and then after that he's like after you start killing him he starts like now i'm really fucking pissed (laughs) it's just so ridiculous maybe you're an asshole in real life whatever it is yes but uh, yeah, this is our first boss fight where we are suspended in midair, kind of. We have to constantly grind and around bounce. these, yeah, and then bounce on these, uh, I guess, satellite dishes or, or something. I don't know what they are, but uh, they send out a wave of electromagnetic pulses. I don't know. But, um, and it, it then makes fizzy the balloon itself um vulnerable then you can shoot it um didn't find it too difficult there were a couple of times where it would like you know grinding and it would shoot those things that specifically attach to the to the thing that you're grinding to knock you off yeah and then I'd fall and then I had to Climb back up. I didn't have any issues. Um, uh, I didn't have any issues um, fight in the fight. Um, I just hated waiting for thing to happen. Like, 
cool. Great. Like the whatever it is, the electromagnetic wave thing that I didn't feel like there was a set time for. Like I, I just felt like it, it happened after he shot some missiles. It was it was odd. Yeah, I, I kind of figured it was the bouncing on the satellite dishes that did it. Well, no, th- yes, th- but but they have to be charged first. Oh. And that's why I'm like, I don't know what causes the charge in them. Yeah, that's what made it weird. Like, yeah, you have to bounce on them and then it stuns him. But they are not blue right away. He does right. a thing that turns them blue. And I was like, I don't. I think he just did it like after you'd shoot his eye lasers, but then I was like, is that the thing? Like, I don't fully understand. So, yeah, whatever. It was an easy boss fight, really. Yeah, I, I didn't die at it or anything like that. But uh, after beating him, um, that's when we try to triangulate the, well, no. The first thing we do is we we get we, told we get told like oh you survived huh yeah and then they're like okay well we that's when we find out four Kim has actually went to the rich kids yes she has left the troop because she thinks that bro cream has been kidnapped so she has intelligence saying that he's in this factory warehouse area. That's maybe where they're keeping him. So we have a mission where we have to go and do find the 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 warehouse, which of course stores overcharge. Of course it does. And uh, this segment was dumb. You talking about with the uh, the wrecking ball? Yep. Yeah. It. it, it Why do I do this first? We're not going to be able to do this again. Great. I didn't want to do this in the fucking first place. So it would have been fine if it didn't last three solid minutes. But it lasts so long. It would have been fine if it was like a minute long and you killed a bunch of OD and then... And the poppers or whatever they're fucking called. Yeah. Because with a normal OD, drink the OD... uh, uh, The um, Overcharge. overcharge. And then they transform into the exploding ones and I'm like, alright, fuck this. Yeah. I did like crushing the big fuckers, though, with it. Yeah. That, that was because it, it was instant kill. Yeah. There's a lot of these missions where they throw like an instant kill ability at you for like a mission and just like throw everything at you. Uh, uh you, you start to see a pattern. Um, but they do try, I feel like they do at least try to change it up every once in a while. Yeah, for sure. And that's like, it's just, this one was so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I was like, why am I still doing this? Yeah. This is lasting way too long and it's, it's not fun anymore. It's just like, okay, when's this going to end? Yeah. Now I think by the way, at this point we, we have received the new ability to air dash. Uh, yes, we get it. Uh, the after we find four Kim, right? I think. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say it now. This game doesn't necessarily feel like at that at that point. This game stopped feeling like oh, it makes sense that Insomniac made this to the this 
doesn't feel like Insomniac, this feels like Sucker Punch. Because that feels a lot like Infamous. Uh, slightly, yeah. Like, the air dash, the grinding on the rails, and, like, this is legit, like, Infamous. This, but but I'll tell you one thing, that air dash changed this game for me. Oh, yeah, it breaks a lot of the game, I found. I can, I can just chain grinds, I mean, you get to moving. Yeah. Like, you can, you can, like, clear the freaking city in probably two minutes. If you yeah. train everything right. Well, I, I'll air dash um, and then land um, on the water, grind, jump, hit a boat, and then I'm I'm over the, the whole uh, like river or whatever that separates the two parts of the city. Yeah, that was um, that's it's a, it's a godsend. I love it. Um, and I I mean another joke that made me go haha. Uh, when I when you get the air dash and you do it correctly for the first time, your character says, "I didn't. You had to check game facts." Yeah. Um. There is another line. God. Um. Where it's right after this, I think, because you have to save Fork him from the uh, the train. Was that before after? or after? I can't remember. It might have been before. I can't recall. Yeah. But there's the... the, the she you, uh, goes looking for Brill Cream and falls... Tra- like, it falls into a trap set by the scabs. Right. And you have to grind after a train. Yes. Um, and shoot the parts off the train. I was really impressed with that, that mission. That was... That was... That mission and the mission with the boss fight. After yeah. I, did, I did those two missions in the same sitting, and that's when I sent you a message saying, I just had a really good time in Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, those and missions like, are fantastic. What I liked about the the train ride more than anything was that when they break the part of the track off, and you have to quickly think about your movement. So the the part where like you had to wall run on the building... And then you'd have to switch rail and like go down, like, like you'd have to switch rail that goes over, like and around another building. Yeah, like that was really smart. That the only thing that's missing is a quick switch between rails. Yeah, you but have to, like you have to that's jump. so minimal, um, because it still works really well. It's something Sonic games should look at. Yeah. Because, like, Sonic, as much as the switching rails is good, I don't think the gameplay ever feels great as that did. And I'm specifically talking about 3D Sonic games. The closest is, like, Lost World does a bit of that, where they ask you to wall run and then grind and then wall run again and stuff. But um, that was after this. So. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I loved that mission. Um, and then there's a point where uh, the disembodied voice talks to you, I believe, in front of Forkim. And she asks about it. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's just how the plot has to move along, so we don't have to talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a video like it, game. Yeah, it's a video game. Like, 
She's like, oh, okay, well, I'll go back to the base, but then suspiciously not be there by the time you arrive. Okay. Oh, it's it. No, she says, um, she's like, okay, well, how are you going to get back to the base? She says, don't worry about it. I'll just uh, suspiciously uh, disappear by the time you take control of your character. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Misunderstood that then when I heard it. I thought she meant, like, when you go back, she's not going to be there. Like, but yeah, they, 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 man, they really push those video game tropes. It's, 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 it's the, the level of writing is very Ratchet and Clank, but a little bit more mature, I suppose. And then by say mature, I mean for adults, not mature as in like highbrow. Right. So. But yeah, um, that, I forgot about that mission. That's, that's a, that was a great mission too. I and I did, that. what ended up happening was because at this point, like, I, I would like the higher level um, amps. I had to do some other missions and, and kind of grind around the city to get the materials because I grab them as I see them. But like, even then that's not enough for some of these amps. Right. So um, that's where I spend a lot of my time. Um, Can you see I, the amps like in a store somewhere? Yeah, you there's 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 like generic amps that you can buy from Floyd. So you, Floyd, yeah. So like right outside of Floyd's like little window, there's always a little thing off to the like right hand side. You walk up to that and it shows you amps. God, I've never even looked at that. Oh yeah, there's some uh, there's some pretty good amps in there, um, but like you have to use the collectibles to get them. And like I have some that are level two that I would like. Because like, why wouldn't I? Now I don't know if it gives me another amp or if it just levels up the one I have to two. I hope I have get two amps so I can put like electricity on two things. You know what I mean? Right. But um, yeah, I've been looking for stuff, so that was a thing that I was doing. I did some side missions, like for um, this guy who wanted comic books back. That was a pretty well-written side quest where he's like, I lent it to this person, and that person is now OD. So you shoot that person, grab the comic book, and he's like, and I lent it to this girl, and then she's just dead on the rooftop. Like, everybody that's had one is dead, or like, this guy's now a scab, so maybe you can grab back from him. And then, like, when you're, like, you're done, it tells you to go back to him, but you're missing a comic book. And then the door bursts open, and there's an OD, and you shoot him, take the comic book, and it's like, ah, and then you, the mission ends, and he's like, ah, that's right, he lived right next door. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then I have he has another mission for me, but I didn't do it, because I didn't want to have a run around and grab comics. Um, there was another one I did, too. The only thing that I'm starting to realize with certain like open-world games, like I still have Watch Dogs I have to finish the review for, um, which times this now. Um, but uh, I I like when it seems more optional. And I find in this game a little bit that just playing the story missions is not enough. Yeah. Because even even if you're you're not looking at the amps, because clearly you didn't know they were there. Nope. Um, you need to grind around a lot. You need to shoot a lot of guys. You need to bounce a lot because you do need those um, 
You talking about the badges? Yeah, the badges. Yeah. Because you need them to... uh, Fuck, what are they called? You talking about the badges that that badges passive abilities? Yeah. Well, whatever the whatever the passive abilities are called, you Uh, you need to get overcharges. No. Maybe overdrives. Overdrives. I I I know what you're talking about, though. Anyways, yeah. Um, you need those. Like those are those are not optional in the slightest. So now. You have to grind around, which is fine because that's how you're going to get through the city most of the time and the bouncing and all that stuff. But, like, you'll find your weapons don't do enough damage if you don't have the damage one on. And so, I don't mind that it's there, but it's like now this open world, like, everything doesn't seem optional as much. And the same thing is happening with Watch Dogs Legion, where it's like, well, you don't need all the tech points, but it's like, yeah, but this game becomes way too hard if I don't do it. Right. Because the difficulty is going to increase anyways the further in I am. So why the fuck would I not make it easier? And so I'm now grinding around looking for toilet paper. Yeah. Which which is, you know, months earlier would have been a good laugh. <laughs> Grinding around, looking for toilet paper, so when the corona hits. Um, but, uh, you know, just to upgrade an amp. That's kind of irritating. So that's where I'm spending my time, because it's like, well, I'm going to have to do this at some point. Um, because I find that the OD don't fall down as easy, you know. Um, they're introducing new scabs that don't fall down as easy. So... I uh, guess I'm in this now. I guess I'm just fucking wall running and grabbing neon sign. Um, and then I got to the second or the third or whatever, the third night amp defense thing. Yeah. Where you have two. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't either. And that's where I stopped because I'm like, I, I just, I'm not in the mood for this. Yeah. Some things I, you just look at and you go, yeah, I'm... I made it a little past that, and I made it to the first mission with the other group. Um, but we are forgetting the 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 big thing with the troops. Uh, we had to uh, coordinate the location of Brill Cream uh, with the help of Sam. Uh, he has came up with like a... Um, How is he talking to us when neither of us are holding cell phones? Yes. Just go with it. But, um, yeah, he, he has created like a satellite dish that can listen in on sounds. So we have to, um, basically liberate these, uh, jamming devices, uh, that are, um, stopping the signal from getting out. Uh, after that, we then have to listen in to find Brill Cream. This is where uh, you get a little thing with Two Hat Jack. He's apparently uh, trying to sell guns to the scabs. And they're like, hey, aren't you with the guy at the brewery? He's like, yeah, but I sell to anybody. And they're like, cool. Well, then just give me all of your guns. And he's like, you're really going to rob 
a guy who sells guns. I swear I, I swear I have not done this mission. It must be after the fucking tower defense, man. No, it is it is optional. It's while you're listening oh. it's while you're listening to find the signal. Oh, I need to do this. <laughs> Cuz you can hear the scabs talking about <laughs> stuff and then you hear you, you hear uh two hat and he's like you're, you're going to rob a guy with that sells guns and he just shoots everybody. <laughs> so 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 I'm just going to say it now. The scabs and two hat jack do they not seem like Borderlands characters? They do. Yeah. They do. Like, the scabs remind me too much of the psychos. No, they're not the psychos. They're the um, marauders. Or marauders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Two Hat Jack literally sounds like the name of a character in Borderlands. You'd be like, yeah, that's a weapons dealer. You'd be like, yeah, that's about right. When they introduce him, it just says Two Hat Jack. He wears two hats. Yeah, that's another thing too. They do the Tarantino esque stop and show the name. Yep. But uh yeah. So we triangulate the coordinates, we find out where Brill Cream is. He is in the back of a uh van uh being held hostage by the scabs. And so we have to go rescue him, kill a whole bunch of scabs. The scabs then light the van on fire. So we're like, okay, well, we got to find something to put out this fire with. So we throw Fizco oh, no, uh, no. overdrive at it. Overcharge. Overcharge. There's so many overs in this game. Yep. Overwatch. Yeah. Um, and uh, then that attracts a whole bunch of OD to which Bro Cream's like, you're not really throwing overcharge at the truck, are you? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the van starts rolling, <laughs> and we have to chase after it. I thought that was actually a pretty neat mission. Um, but it's we finally get to him. We kill all the OD around him, kill all the scabs, and we open the van, and there's Bro Cream. And he is a quad amputee. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, he's not. Oh, you haven't made it this far yet. No. Oh, I need to stop talking then. Oh my god! <laughs> he, he he is a torso and a head. Uh, oh no! Is he gonna name Brill Cream because he looks like a tube? I don't know. He's just got the head and the body. What the fuck is wrong? He's He looks like he's very, like, chiseled. He has, like, a very chiseled jawline. Like, he looks like he would be, like, a superhero. Yeah, if only. <laughs> and nobody, nobody, we mentioned it one time. Um, it, it, It's, uh, we have to carry him back to the troop. Um, and, um. We, uh, I think, I think during, while he is, while we are carrying him, he's like, here, I'll help you fight. And he's like, how? You don't have any trigger fingers. But, um, I found it actually endearing that the city's best survivalist is a quad amputee. Well, hold on. I I had to look it up now. 
Um, yeah, you, you're, he's discovered in the garbage, garbage truck. Yep. After nearly burning to death, the truck falls off the chucks, keeping it still, and goes on a brief uh, runaway chase before coming to a halt. It is discovered that he has become a quadruple amputee as a result of devouring his own limbs for sustenance. Okay, I did not hear that. <laughs> they did have him locked up for like eight weeks, I think. So he ate his own limbs. Yes. Holy shit. I missed that completely. What? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess I feel, I feel like I should stop then because I thought you. I apologize. I, I literally was like, well, we were. Uh, my logic was well, we're behind last week because we hadn't talked about the horrible plane mini game. So yeah. I think I'll be fine if I stop at the two fucking that piece of shit. God, stop! Stop putting the tower defense in games that don't, just don't do tower defense anymore. They're gonna make you do another one. Of course they fucking are. It's not yeah. fun. No, it's not. It's like it was fine the first two times, and I was like, I can do like a third one of these at this location. And it's like, no, what if we did two at a different location? I'm like, I don't know this area. No. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and just finish this off because this is the the end of the mission. Uh, we bring Burl Cream back, and it is uh, revealed that uh, Norton actually threw him in the garbage truck, tricked him into uh, uh, being put in the garbage truck, and did it himself so he could take over the troop. Of course. I mean, that's kind of clear. So, um, as we are getting ready to, uh, corner Norton, I don't know to kill him or what it's for his, his punishment. He pulls out a can of overcharge and says, I will freaking drink this. If you stop, if you don't leave me alone right now. And he chugs it and turns into an OD and it's not just any OD. He turns into a flying dragon OD. And that's when the next mission begins. And that is a boss fight that I will, I will save for the next recording. Alrighty. Because it is, I thought this was really cool. So you're, you're in for another cool mission. Other than the, 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 the stupid tower defense, most of the missions aren't bad. No, no. I mean, some of them, like, yeah, they last a little bit too long. Like, there's a mission with the next group of guys, the LARPers. That is, like, the first mission you do is a little bit too long, and it's just yeah. just long enough to be annoying. I'm like, come on, all right, let's finish this up, you know? Yeah. But, but they pepper it with with a little bit of comedy, uh, and I think it just it 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 nudges it into the this is fun territory. So. Uh, we do have an email. I just, uh, my battery is about to die. So let's just go ahead and read this out. Uh, this one comes in from Dustin. It's titled, where's my PlayStation five? He said, what's up? He says, what's up? 
figured I would drop you guys a line since I'm waiting on my PS5 to be delivered. I didn't own Sunset Overdrive till it came to Games with Gold. I had a mild interest, but I was busy playing other games, so I never bothered to pick it up. I tried it out on Gold and got through the first couple of missions and thought it was fine, but it didn't click with the combat. When I booted it up to play along with you guys, I wanted to start fresh, and it literally took me 20 minutes to figure out how to delete everything plus my cloud saves just so I could start a new character. Talk about annoying as hell. I think we all had this issue. Yeah, I had to talk to you, Drew, because I'd... What the worst part is, I had figured, I thought I had figured it out, got it done. I was like, oh, I got to start a new character. And then it overwrote that new character to, it was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. You had to walk me through how to basically get back to, yeah, this is one of the worst experiences I've ever had trying to start a new game. Yeah, why is this that the, all they had to do was have an option in the main menu saying yeah. start a new game? So here, I don't have much to say about the story or anything, but I did laugh a few times and after a while I got used to the combat, but it would but it would you would usually devolve into me grinding on the same power line back and forth until the area was cleared. To be honest with you, that's kind of how I play. Um the air dash does help. It helps with traversal, but also helps out with like just getting away from things like the poppers and stuff like that. Uh, The escorting the boat. Oh, this may be. That may be spoilers for the end. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to hold off on that part right right there. At the end, I didn't hate the game, but it's not one I would champion either. It didn't overstay its welcome and there was some fun parts in it. Um, all right. I don't have much to say, so I'm just going to talk shit about Tony. Now hold your breath. That guy thinks Final Fantasy VI is the best Final Fantasy, and he is completely right. So please explain to Drew that he is wrong about four being better and how they should play six for PD at some point. Second, he's also the only person I know that has mentioned Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land, so that's kind of neat. I still need to finish that game. I'm about halfway done. There's my shit talking. I know you want to I, do... Oh, go I, ahead. I, I'm stunned. Keep going. Okay. I have no even idea if it's what, good stuff, even if it's bad stuff, it's like, okay. I, I have no idea what the hell this Rupee Land game is. <laughs> okay, so... Dingle's Rosie Rupee Land is a game that never made it to North America, so don't feel too bad. So is this it's, starring Tingle, the, the guy from Zelda? Yes. Okay. And it's a more... See, I want to say it's more comedic, but then you look at the graphics, like, the art style is sort of, like, super grotesque. Like, yes, it's a cartoon, but, like, outside of Tingle and, like, a few other characters, everybody looks like monsters and this is clearly supposed to take place in the same world Zelda does. Because Tingle himself mentions Link. Um, sort of like in the storyline, it's kind of like mentioned that Link exists and like that Tingle has been a secondary character. Um, basically, the Rupee God comes down. <laughs> yes. What are we talking he's, about? Uncle Rupee. He's the <laughs> Rupee God. Okay. Um, and kind of a picture of a guy sitting in like the Lotus... 
I guess he's actually more like cross-legged. Um, and no shirt, and like his head is a rupee, and he has a mustachioed face. Like it is bizarre as it sounds, and you are collecting rupees to offer him. But the game is that Tingle kind of sucks. So his whole life system is rupees. And your purchasing power is rupees. So Tingle sucks, you can't fight. But he can make a map. So you get a blank map, you draw the map, you sell the map. There's some rupees. I have to go into a dungeon where I'm going to have to fight. So I need to hire a bodyguard. From like the local tavern. So I go and I offer him some some rupees. If I offer too low, he'll take my rupees and I'm screwed. He won't help me. Mm-hmm. If I offer too high, he'll definitely come with me. But then I've overvalued him to some extent. Sounds you a little bit try- lighter. So it, it, sort of, but it's like. Moonlighter, you're you're not. This is more gambling than anything. Okay. Um, it's bizarre. The second game is in Japanese only because they just didn't even bother translating it. Which oh, so the first one was translated in English. Yes, it's in English. But they never released it over here. Yeah. So, uh, if I recall correctly, there was a survey that asked what people thought of Tingle. And people in America hate Tingle. So they were just like, all right, well, they, we, but this is, this was, um, a common thing in the DS era of them translating games into English and never bringing them over because the same thing happened with the hotel dusk sequel, um, last window, which I imported for like a hundred dollars from France, um, because it has English in the cartridge. Um, they translated that game, and they just never released it. Same with um, the sequel. DS and Wii era were terrible for that. Um, they'd have games fully translated for the European market in English. And it's like not anything that needed to have... Um, uh, what's it called? Um, localization. Oh. Well, that too. But um, it, it wasn't like uh, if you didn't bring over the rest of the Phoenix Wright series, which was like clearly Americanized. Right. right? And you had just an English translation from like Asia. They wouldn't be the same because they, they clearly did a lot of localization work on the names and everything and a straight translation. Um, These games that were not getting released over here were so sort of fantastical and not based in real life anyways, that it doesn't really matter how the translation is because they're working off their own logic. You don't have to, or sorry, the localization is so the train, the straight translation would have worked to some extent. And right. Tingles Rosie Replant is one of those. And that clearly it got translated. I imported a copy. It's in one of the thick DS cases. Um, the sequel, however, was not, which is to- uh, Tingles balloon trip of love. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, it gave us sexy Tingle. Which is the the way Tingle presents himself inside the user manual. Oh, good. Which is this jacked, 
dude that's wearing a tingle costume. So he's got like a six pack and he's surrounded by women. Um, in the game, he looks the exact same as his first game's counterpart. And the idea, I think, in that is to collect women. I own it. I have not played it because <laughs> it's in Japanese. I was about to say, but, how do you play it? <laughs> um, I, I know that it makes references to Wizard of Oz. Like you have a girl in the Tin Man costume and stuff. Yeah, there there was actually a third Tingle game, which is just a version of like Balloon Fight with Tingle that was released as a uh, Club Nintendo reward, and that's super rare. Yeah, and uh, as for Final Fantasy VI, yeah, it's a far better game um, than four. Uh, four is very good, but six is a complete story that you do not need. There's no, there's nothing to add to six. Like they can't even really go back and visit that well, other than just remaking the game. Because in four, you had the after years because you could. In six, like that would be really hard to do because the stories wrap up really tightly. Like there's none of this. Like and then they kind of lived happily ever after, sort of stuff. It six is an amazing game. Um. It literally when I when I get upset about people liking seven, seven is very much the take on six. Like it, it, the the bad guy has the similar sort of backstory. He's a super soldier that was made, um, but he's also part of a race of people that's going extinct and. You know, this is that's basically the same thing that happens in six, except six instead of being a like cyberpunk esque, because I can't really call Final Fantasy VII cyberpunk, but it's also not steampunk. It's somewhere between six is steampunk or magic punk, as I've heard it called too. Which yeah, um, and and you see the cinematic quality start to pop up in six like. Seven literally started as a six remake on Nintendo sixty four. Like if you go and watch the test footage for Final Fantasy on N sixty four, it's all the Final Fantasy six characters. Yeah, and I can't go into the story because of I don't want to ruin it. But I will say that like the reason why I liked Dragon Quest eleven as much as I did was because it seemed to take the proper cues from Final Fantasy VI, which is not what Final Fantasy VII does. Final Fantasy VII goes, it's the story beats that you want, and it's like, no, it's the the moments that you are trying... Like, I don't need the characters to kind of have, be like the other char- the characters from six, And that's what I found Seven was trying to do, like... Yeah, some characters had to be combined in certain ways because there's far less party members than like six. I think has the largest party roster of any Final Fantasy game. Yeah, um, and it makes sense because the final battle is amazing um, and and utilizes that. But like the beats are what I want, like the emotional moments. And I'm not saying Final Fantasy VII doesn't have its own but I just don't think it ever reaches that level. And 4 is very good, but I don't think it has that same 
emotional impact. Like it's a very well written story, but that doesn't make it. Um, it, it doesn't make it like you don't. I don't cry for those characters. Like I don't feel anything for those characters other than like this is a very good fantasy story. Well, Final Fantasy Four is a redemption story. Final Fantasy Six is a end of the but, world story. But but there but that's the thing though. It, Final Fantasy Six is more than just an end of the world story because there are those like every character. There's two characters in that game that just don't really have a backstory, and they're the optional characters. Um, everybody else, it it dives into who they are in such a way that I'm just. Like I to say that there's there's a redemption story in the end of the world story, and it's just as in depth as four. I mean, I've played them both. Um, I mean, I know what happens in both, so I I don't think Matt has played those games. Well, keep it to myself. Just I I I, I know fine. I fucked up with spoilers before. I will tell you now, like, if you like Final Fantasy VII and you're kind of disappointed that they never really kind of did that again, I know eight was a try at that, but it really didn't do it. Um, it took it in the wrong direction. Play Final Fantasy VI. Yes, it doesn't look, you know, like Final Fantasy VII in the slightest, but you'll see a lot of what you love in it. And I'm not saying Final Fantasy VII is a bad game. I'm not saying Final Fantasy IV is a bad game. They're both great. Um, it, it's just, I love Final Fantasy VI on a level that I cannot say I love any other RPG too, like nothing else. And I love Final Fantasy XV. I know a lot of people hate that game. I know a lot of people have issues with that game, but like, if you were to ask me like, which one would I say from fire by 15? <laughs> Goodbye. So. And there's no bad way to play six either. Um, you know, the PS1 version is the worst. Uh, loading times, you know, the the cinematics don't really add anything. Um, Game Boy Advance has a new translation, but this NES version's just fine. That's how we had to play it. Um, yeah, the, four, four, six, seven, I think, are the ones you should play, and nine if you really like the old style stuff. Um, but I went off on a tangent there. There was more to it. Okay. So, uh, since you're, I know you want to do the year of Yakuza next year, but instead of doing all eight, how about we break them up over the years? Maybe start with zero, then do a game, then Kiwami, then do a game, then Kiwami two for the next year's goal. <laughs> Excuse me. And then try to do three, four, and five. Uh, for 22 and finish with 6, 7, and 23. This is probably, this will probably help a lot of the burnout of the series and will let us play other games like Lost Odyssey. Haha. <laughs> I'm fine with Zelda being game 100. I might even try to track down Master Quest mode on GameCube so it's a new experience for me, uh, if I play along. During the discussion, I was annoyed Final Fantasy VI got shafted for Four and was rooting for StarCraft to win, but it was a fun listen. I'm also fine if you happen to change it to Lost Odyssey 2, but I think all those games mentioned should be played soon. Well, I'm going to go check my tracking for the 1,000th time 
Uh, I'll see you in December for Dead Space. Thank you for that. Can I just say, like, uh, even though Dustin was very nice to me there and we've had our disagreements in the past, that is horseshit that a lot of people are waiting. I I don't know when he sent that email. It could have been today. Um, But, like, that is horseshit that, like, people are waiting. And I'm sure it will come up on the podcast on Sunday. But it just, like, I have seen so many people, and it's not the mail service, it's like, it's just, how do you fuck this up so bad? And it's not even like, you know, I I know some people like, well, you could have picked it up in store, but it's just like, we've been told as a society not to go out places. So we do, like, a lot of people are doing the right thing and going, I'm going to order it, have it sent to my house. Then there's worries about, like, Target, for example potentially shipping it in just the box so everybody knows what it is and then like that's not true but like how the fuck do you mess up this this process it's no different than shipping out anything else and yet somehow this has been a clusterfuck there's no reason why there's one like delays happen i'm not talking like this is not delays this is literally like oh we oversold yeah amazon especially I've never been in a situation when I worked retail and sold game consoles where we didn't have the number long in advance. There's not a... Nobody... You can send and say, like, I want X amount of consoles. And if you base what you're selling off of that number, you're an idiot. And I think that's what happened here because the reality is when you... I, I realize I just say the reality is a lot. I want to punch myself in the teeth. Um, <laughs> but it, it, when you send off that number, that's not what you're getting back necessarily. So I would be like, how many consoles do we have? Because I've worked a couple of console launches. I worked the PS4 and Xbox One launch, which I know Ken says, oh, you couldn't buy either. I had those Xbox Ones sitting on the shelf. The for months, like just almost the entire rest of my time there, those consoles sat there. Um, but the PlayStations were flying off the shelf. I worked the Wii U launch, I believe. That was... Um... Actually, no, I wouldn't have, because we, we would have been closed at the time, but we, I think. But it, like even then, like shortly after launch, like we knew how many consoles we had at all times. Like the PlayStation, we knew you were getting like eight at launch. Um, I worked right after the Wii launch, so trust me, I knew the numbers when we were getting them in because that was when it, you couldn't get a Wii at launch, and then there was a brief period where you had no trouble getting a Wii, and then it exploded, and we could not keep Wiis on the shelf. So I knew the numbers on hand all the time because yeah. that's just how this works. Like, don't you don't guess. You know, you know how much you have for the day of release. Uh, same with sales. So say you have, like, the Xbox 360. I remember we had, like, it go on for 150 shortly after the E-Series, which is the newest version of it, that they, the last version that they sold of the 360. Um, we had a bunch of those go on sale at uh, Target uh, when, I, when I was here in Canada. And... I I don't remember the number anymore, but like it was in its thirties. It was like thirty six or something. It came in two of two in a box, and we knew the exact number we had because if we got a call 
we want to kind of have a general like, yeah, you should be fine or you're going to have to come in early. And like, if you're doing shipping, that's even easier. Like you don't have to worry about just handling foot traffic because you're going to get angry people regardless. If you have four or 36, no matter how quick they sell out, if they're not there, when the person comes in, they get angry. This is like, literally you can stop selling it when you are out of stock. And yet somehow they didn't ship them all the day of. Like you should have those already. First they off. do. They do. That's the thing. Well, well, then how the fuck are we this behind? I have no idea. I don't. Because if it was, thinks it may show up Saturday. Jay, yeah, Jay has the uh, scheduled delivery Tuesday, the seventeenth, by end of day. And they're shipping it from Minnesota when he could easily get it from Jersey, and it's like. An hour's drive from him. Yeah, I I don't know. Target Target really dropped the ball. Amazon definitely dropped the ball. Amazon promised people pre-orders, and then two days before it's supposed to launch, say, "Yeah, we're gonna get them to you sometime in December." But I just like I hope Dustin gets his. I hope well, like at this point, I hope Jade gets his on that uh, hopefully before but if not like that date because holy shit they've strung him along it's just uh, this has been a clusterfuck yes it has like i thought i thought the the launch numbers for the ps4 were kind of shit because like i'm working in a big box store and we got like below 10 what like i'm the whole day we're just like yeah man Sorry, we we don't have those anymore. Like we sold out in the morning, and then you know I'm telling people like, why don't you try? And you don't have this in the states, but Shoppers Drug Mart, just like you know, little bit of like food and then a drugstore attached to it with cosmetics, I suppose. And they sometimes have consoles for some fucking reason. And I'd be like, yeah, why don't you try there? Because that's the only place that's going to have them because no one's thinking about them. But otherwise, like, I don't know where you can get these because, like, everybody in the area seemed to have got less than 10. We, we, at least we had a definitive number so we could tell people in line, like, that's what's happened here. Everybody waited in this virtual line and then they walked through and went, yeah, we have some, yeah, we have some, yeah, we have some, to the end of the line. And now they're not fucking answering it and then the people that do have it they're like we'll send it out when you know we send it out yeah except i used to do freight shipping and i know how it fucking works you don't have to i've done mass ups shipping this isn't hard this is really easy shit if it was ups's fault i'd be like yeah fuck them but somehow it didn't leave the fucking location uh sorry just it's irritating watching people be really disappointed about something like this even though I didn't participate, you know, I didn't buy a console and I'm irritated for everybody else. And, you know, I'm not saying like the people that are hating on the puzzle surface are good people or that I care for their not getting a console when people are losing their jobs and shit at the postal service. But at the same time, fucking really. <sighs> Trust me. I know. I mean, I'm glad I got my series X the day after launch. Yeah, because Ken got it the same day, right? Uh, yeah, we both got it the same day. Uh, Target was 
was a little rough on that because they originally said it was going to be the 16th. And I'm like, you know, when we pressed the button, it said release day delivery. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was um, filthy about the, the player one podcast. Um, he's been posting about how Amazon originally said he was going to get an Xbox Series X. And then they went, oh, yeah, it's going to be late, uh, probably like late November, early December. And then they're like, hey, man, do you still kind of want this? Because like maybe late December. It's like, why did you have him pre-order? <laughs> what point? At that point, I could have just bought it when you had it, you stupid fucks. Mm. He's like, thank God I'm not looking to play anything right away, but, like, holy shit. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, especially for the Series X, you know, I I, I jumped on that because of Game Pass, and Game Pass is a phenomenal service. But I haven't played anything new on my Series X yet. And I think, I think it, I think I would get really irritated knowing that people traded in consoles and stuff. Awaiting, you know, the new console. That's so fucking horseshit. Yeah. I know Jay says he owns three PlayStation 5 games and doesn't have a PlayStation 5 three. I think we're up to six. Oh, God. Okay. Six, the controller. He's got the dongle for the VR. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't follow Jay, bad aside Jay, on Twitter, he's been posting really good memes. About it, yeah. Uh, I feel bad for him. I, I feel bad for everybody. That's just really shit. Because I mean, like shit. The reason why I didn't buy one is because of the price. That's a lot of cash to dole out to not yeah. get it the fucking day of. Yeah, I mean, Ken showed that picture of probably what fourteen hundred dollars sitting there. <laughs> just even hearing that made me cringe. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh God. Two extra controllers. He got the the uh, Series X and the PlayStation Five, and got the expansion card for the memory for the Series X. That's a lot of money, right there. Yeah, I can't. I cannot spend almost as much for a console. Yeah. To get an expanded memory, I will deal with deleting stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least Xbox can do the cold storage. Oh, yeah, you can do that and just download it to the external and then transfer it. And I have to say, if you're getting a Series X and you haven't got it yet, and you got an Xbox One, transfer all your stuff over to an external hard drive if you got one. Because I'm telling you, it is faster than re-downloading them. Oh, yeah. By a crap ton. I transferred about 300 gigabytes in about 45 minutes. The transferring system in the Xbox is actually built for that type of thing. Uh, yeah. you might be, you might just have an easier time just straight up fucking re-downloading stuff on Sony. Yeah. I don't know how it works with the PS5, but good lord, moving stuff between hard drives is a pain in the ass on this PlayStation 4. Yeah. But here you go. Wow, if that was you... mostly about other stuff, not Sunset Overdrive. Well, yeah, it's okay. It's 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 revenge for uh, what was the two games that I thought I played a lot of but didn't actually. 
um, um, uh, Horizon, and there was another one. Was I, I there for it? Yeah, you. I'm pretty sure you were there for it. Um, give me a second here. Oh, Horizon, I, I remember you being behind. Yes. Yeah, majorly um, behind. Let's go Phoenix down. Call of Cthulhu? Maybe. No. I can't remember now. Hell, remember God of me? War. It might have been God of War. Well, God of War, I wasn't here for you. Yeah. Well, they're here with you. Here for you? What the fuck did I just say? You're here <laughs> for me? Thank you. Uh, but yeah. Um, it's okay. Oh, 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 I just looked. We made fucking Phoenix down 90 right to hell. I want to kill myself. Trust me. Oh, 89 is Gene Ray. Here's the kicker, though. Those two games were not the worst game we played that year. No! Oh, Gene Rain. I almost am sad that the original oh, 86 is there. It is. We play one of, if not the worst PS1 game. No, take out the PS1. <laughs> we play one of, if not one of the worst, <laughs> if not the worst game. We just need to put, oh. we played the worst game. Yeah. The end. I don't think we. I, here's the challenge, everybody. We're not going to play it for Phoenix Down. I'm never, <laughs> I'm never playing. I cannot do it again. Um, please send in your vote for the worst game. At this point, it could be Wonder Boy, and I'll pl- call it. Say it's Wonder Boy, and I'll play Wonder Boy, and be like, "Yeah, this game sucks," and then just keep playing Wonder Boy. Really you know, have me, but for fuck's sakes, I, I I dare someone to find a worse game than Perfect Weapon. Maybe I've maybe I've played it. Maybe I've <laughs> summed it out, but I cannot think of a worse game than that. I mean, there's got to be like broken games. I mean, like how many? But, but broken. See, broken though can bring some enjoyment still. Did you have any enjoyment with the piece of shit that is Perfect Weapon? No. Exactly. No. Because big rigs over the over the road racing or whatever the fuck it's called, where you drive through the geometry of the level and it's just a mess, at least it's funny. Yeah. It's brought me joy watching other people play it. Yeah. I would get no joy out of watching someone play Perfect Weapon unless they managed to break the game in half. Uh, like and just be able to like warp speed through levels, but I unfortunately I think it's too competently programmed for that. Yeah. So we have a legitimately bad game. God bless it, man. Like I, I for the longest time the worst game I played on Phoenix Down was Alone in the Dark. This makes, the Dark that makes a masterpiece. Yeah, I was gonna say Alone in the Dark is. It's one of the best games ever made when you put next to <laughs> Perfect, Perfect weapon. weapon. And they still sell that on the PlayStation Store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They still all like I will own that forever. Uh, as long as I have a Sony account. Uh, God. It's horrible. Like you like I put forty five minutes in that game and said I d- never couldn't get ever. past the first stage. No. I couldn't get past the first stage. Start dying immediately. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, this is fucking horrible. God, man. I couldn't believe it. Like, we had that realization, like, 
I think it was after Perfect Weapon. Like playing that, probably like, playing Ride to Hell going Yeah, this is this plays better than that. Yeah. All right, we had that that's one of the worst games ever made, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> God. Hey, the intro song is good. I mean it's an actual song. But I had enjoyment out of Ride to Hell mainly because of just how incompetent it was and the fully clothed sex scenes. But it was horrible. Yeah, um, like I'm looking at I'm looking at a list of worst games ever and I'm, I'm or, or or a list of video games with notable negative reception. Um WWE 2K20, Fallout 76. These are just recent ones, of course. Um, no Man's Sky, Umbrella Core, Pro Skater 5, Alone in the Dark Illumination, Sonic Boom, uh, Ride to Hell, Aliens Colonial Marines. Yeah, this is still all way better. Rogue Warrior, which we didn't play, but hey, the ending, which after like three hours of play, I think, the ending gives you Mickey Rourke rapping. Rapping, yeah. Apparently, you can just run through that game. Yeah, I've heard of the. I'm pretty sure Ken told me that. Yeah, you can just run through that game in about two hours and not even shoot anybody. Yeah, like I'm gonna say right now, don't trust any any worst games list. Like I'm looking at a Guardian one, and it's like, fuck. I do. Do you want cookies? Yes. All right. So fuck off. My 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 thing is is that. Most of these lists are going to have games that you've at least heard of. I had never heard of Perfect Weapon until Matt Quinn said the words. Yeah, like, oh, Bubsy 3D is bad, thanks. It's bad because it's like we had not... It's bad in hindsight. I'm not saying it was great at the time, but like... You know what else is bad in hindsight? Blasto. But it was really good whenever I was, you know, 12. Haze is on this list. No. No, Haze is not a bad game. No, it's not. Haze is a very mediocre game. Agreed. Um, oh, so and they we... also have Knack on here, because get it? Knack. It's amazing. Yeah. But here's a game that I've never heard of. Limbo of the Lost. Limbo of the Lost? Oh, I do know this game. This is the one that stole uh, assets from uh, Oblivion. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'll talk to you about this after. But okay. uh, plumbers don't wear ties. Heard of it? See, Resident Evil Six. That's really, bad. it's not a bad game. It's not the best Resident Evil game. Game. Shaq Fu. Yeah, I got it. Sonic 06. Squidge for the ZX Spectrum. Clearly, this is in the European list. I've heard the Star Trek game from 2013 wasn't terrible. Get it? Superman 64. Universal Theme Park Adventures, yeah, I've heard that's not great, but it's like it. Oh, and I forgot, um, I, I, I had it up. Uh, Fizzy, apparently, uh, hardcore gamer in 2014, uh, nominated Fizzy for the best new character. But he lost to a character from Danganronpa. Oh, Monokuma? Correct. Yep. Dude, Monocom is um, awesome. <laughs> I need to play those games still. I know. You need to play them. Write in and tell me time. 
God, it's so good. Um, and I was looking at just kind of like random uh, accounts, random stuff. Um, here's a weird one. Fizzy has his own account on Twitter. He used to bad. advertise overcharge courses. He ended in 2018. Which is oh. weird because that's still four years after the game came out. Yeah, I was about to say, is that Sunset TV even working? I never even clicked on it. No, it's been done for a while. I think it just plays a generic video now. Uh. Um, it's yeah, 2018 for when the uh, PC version came out. That makes sense, at least. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, at E3 2014, a giant fizzy balloon hung from the ceiling. Guests were allowed to talk to fizzy via microphone. Stationed on the floor below, the idea was to have patrons assume that all of his responses were pre-recorded. However, the voice actor was churning out answers on the spot. That's actually pretty good. Um, uh, Fizzy held a contest on Twitter where 10 Sunset Overdrive Xbox One bundles were given away. Fans were tasked with making it appear that Fizzy was floating in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The story being that he was snubbed by Macy's by printing out an image of Fizzy and taping it to their TVs or otherwise making it appear as if you were actually in the parade. Due to legal reasons, only American contestants were eligible, and any logos that were not part of Xbox or Sunset Overdrive had to be blocked out. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Um, yeah. And then they've, at one point, Insomniac sold t-shirts with his logo. It's just... It's weird that this character was, like, a thing, and now it's just dead. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like nobody talks about this game. And I don't, I don't think Dustin's wrong. Now I'm being nice. Um, but he's correct. Like, this game is good, but I also didn't buy it at full price. You know, I think that would have changed my opinion on it slightly. Not that it's a bad game. I just think I would have been like, ah, you know, I wish this game was a little bit less. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it's fully loaded. It is, but I don't... Compare this to another... Maybe at the time it would have been... Well, no, because even at that point, Grand Theft Auto V existed. And I know it wasn't backwards compatible and we wouldn't see it on uh, next-gen consoles, I think, for another year. Um, but, like... In the world of full-price video games, I think this game is pretty small. It's It's got a lot of stuff in it, but it's very small for... I think this game is maybe being sold wrong. There's the way to put it. This is not a very good open-world game. This is a very good action game that just happens to have an open world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, missing, it's missing its Batman quality. Yeah, and and where, like where you t- want to go and look around, you know. This game, this game really wants you to not really explore the city, but like traverse the city. Yeah, and and I'm looking it up. Uh, the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Grand Theft Auto V came out on November 18th, 2014, and this game came out a little bit before uh, October 28th, 2014 in North America. Yeah. 
that's yeah. a that's a very short time to have between you and your game. And I should remember remind everyone. Remember, ugh, ugh, punch myself in the teeth again. Um, the the Watch Dogs game, like Watch Dogs, was supposed to be out by that point. And didn't come out right away. I give it, or it, it actually backed off of. Sorry, I think it was the original Grand Theft Auto uh, Five release. It was supposed to be out, and they backed off because of Grand Theft Auto Five's world being as big and impactful as it was. Um, it, selling your game in that same marketplace and 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 it not being that type of game, I think was is part of the issue. Like, uh, I think this game coming out at even $50 would have been a better place for that this game. Because it does feel like... Do any of the shops have any real character? Like, the, the world doesn't have character outside of Fizco. I, I, I don't know. That's how I yeah. feel. And you're right. You fly through it so quickly that you would never see most of it anyways. Yeah. You don't, you don't stop and look around because the, the game wants you to constantly move. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a weird one. It's it's definitely one of those is like one and done kind of thing. Like if you took this this concept and made it ratchet and clank in like if anybody remembers like the metropolis level from the first game, to have a big section of metropolis look like this, I'd be in, but it it, it feels like there should be more go, going into this and it's like I've seen the whole map. You know, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So early on, maybe, that I could see the whole map. And yeah, I get it. You get a double jump and you get the, or whatever, uh, the dash jump and stuff. But like, really, I, the fact that I can traverse the map, once you can cross water, the whole map's open. Yep. You're not wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on this game, um, but I also, I would not be like this is a game everyone should play. It's funny. Uh, it plays really well so far. Like I haven't had any real big issues with it, other than like again, just I don't like tower defense stuff. Yeah. But you know that that's kind of it. But I don't also think this game. I would go like, yeah, this is a game everyone should play. It's like, hey, do you like action games that are kind of silly? Then this is probably for you. But like, if you're looking for an open world game, like even Mad Max that came out the year after, I think in 2015. Okay. Um, like that's a better open world game. There's stuff to see in it. You never played the Mad Max game. Mm-mm. Okay, next time it's on sale for like $5, buy it because it's the only <sighs> again, another game that I would not say was worth full price. I I got the I I got what I wanted out of that game, but um I would not say it's worth full price for right. most people, but it is got Batman like combat. Except that you get in a car, which you have to fill with gas, because that is part of the Mad Max lore. And you're traversing what is clearly an ocean bed in your car. And there's car combat. 
So you are driving around and fighting other cars. You get to a location, get out, and you are fighting guys in hand-to-hand combat. And you are collecting, like, scrap metal and stuff for these small little villages that you enter and earning new car parts and customizing and racing. And there's a lot to do in that game, but what's what I think really brings that game together is when you are somewhere and you realize, oh, this is a giant ship that sank and stuff like that. Like there's neat things like that to see in the world. Um, and plus all the little like collectibles that you find the relics that, um, Max comments on and expands the lore. But like, that's a game where I'm like, you get to explore the world. If I told you it's an open world game, you will get to explore that world in detail and it does the little here's everything on the map that when you unlock certain things, but yeah, that's a really good game. You should play it if you like if you like car combat stuff. If you hate car combat, you're gonna hate Mad Max. Yeah, I think I think I don't like car combat. Okay, I could be wrong. You, I guess you know you're right. popping you're 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 pulling pieces off the car so you can pull the driver out so the car crashes by itself. You're you're souping up your car with spikes so when you run into the other guy you cause a lot of damage um you're god there's so many little pieces uh depending on the car you're driving some of them can like fire like barrels of uh uh barrels of explosives i'm assuming it's supposed to be oil or gasoline but it doesn't blow up like that but you can blow up their gas tank and just ruin a car on the spot um you're, you know, trying to avoid sandstorms, they'll roll in. But then if you stay in a sandstorm, you get uh, more material by pulling crates in that are blowing through the sandstorm. Interesting. That game, again, something not worth full price. But if, hey, everybody, if you see it for $5, it is absolutely worth your time. Okay. Especially when the, the combat is literally the Batman. Combat. Like gotcha. Okay, well, I'll, I'll definitely keep uh, keep it in mind. But yeah, I feel like we've expanded this podcast to get them out. We yeah, should be good. We padded as full as full as we could. I kept talking. Drew didn't tell me to shut up. That's his fault. Blame Drew. No, no, we're good. But uh, checked yeah. out by now. Let's be honest. No. But to, uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I am at Drew Leachman. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, you can also write to us. It is Drew at ZTGD.com. Uh, send us some emails. Tell us about uh, Sunset Overdrive or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, at this point, let's be honest, you don't care about this game. <laughs> With, t- tell, us, tell, us, tell us how Drew's wrong. About the game 100 and what you'd put there. I well, it's, yeah, you can do that too. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, I got to do some. Um, so I'm out of town starting tomorrow. So I'm not going to be on the podcast Sunday to talk about the Series X. So eh, that'll be okay. Uh, but I'm going to yeah. have to do some well, crunching. I'm gonna I, the 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 um 
I'm going to be on the podcast. I'm not going to say much because no one gives a shit what I've been playing. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's plenty out there. Oh, I, I've played things, but like, let's be honest. You're not you're not tuning in that episode to listen to me talk about Tetris, uh, magical Tetris challenge on the Game Boy Color. You know, the thing that was released in '99. <laughs> I did play a new Tetris that went on the Xbox. Yeah, I want to play multiplayer mode in that still. But uh, yeah, that's it for us. We're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have a great week. Stay safe out there. This uh, this virus is still climbing, guys. So the virus. Yep. So let's uh, let's try to be safe. But uh, that's going to be it for us. We're going to get out of here. Until next time, I am Drew. I almost said I'm Matt, but I'm not. I'm Anthony. <laughs> so I'm so used to hearing him say it first. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. You guys have a great one. And we'll be back next week with the continuation of Sunset Overdrive. Your mind is empty and you are lost!